Let's get ready to pray. Let's get ready to, ready to worship, okay? Uh, let's just um, wait a little bit. Let's just wait a little bit and let the Holy Spirit do his work, speak to us. Let's uh, kind of get in the habit of being able to listen to him, to hear him. Let's, uh, let's give this, this time, this service to the Lord. Dear Lord, thank you for the day you've given. Uh, thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you are for us, in us, through us. Uh, my desire this morning, uh, I, I hope it's this way every week, every time we meet. Uh, my desire this morning is to give this service to you. But before I can even think about that, I've got to give myself to you. Uh, it's not something that happens outside of me. It's ha something that happens, happens in me. So Lord, help me to give myself to, to you. And if we would all pray that, if, if everyone in the room would pray that, Lord, help me give myself to you, then as, as we meet as, a, as the church, uh, we would give the service to you. Lord, we want to lift you up. We want this to be about you, not about us. Uh, we need you in every way. There's nothing we can do without you. We give the service to you. We worship you today in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yeah. 
longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God, and I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. See on the hill of Calvary, my Savior bled for me. My Jesus set me free. Look at the wounds that give me life, grace flowing from his side. No greater sacrifice. What is done? sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. I praise God for what he's done. Sing for the freedom he has won. Even death is dead and dead. His life has Good morning again. If you have your Bible, let's go to Matthew chapter 6, 9 through 13. Very familiar to a lot of you today, the Lord's Prayer. We work through the book of Matthew on Sundays, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Lord's Prayer is included in that sermon, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. I usually say there's an outline of the message on the backside of your announcements, but there's not. All we're going to do, we're going to read the Lord's Prayer three times, and I'm going to you know, go, go through that, of, of course. Um, let's just read it the first time, and then we'll talk about what we're going to do the next two times. Matthew 6, 
9 through 13 will be on the screen also. If you'd rather read it off the screen, Jesus uh, says about prayer in verse 9, In this manner, therefore, pray. So here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, before we read it the second time, I'm going to make a couple statements. Uh, when you read commentators, commentators writing about it, uh, the most common thing that they say, and I agree with them, I'm going to kind of straddle the fence here, that uh, this is a, a sample prayer that Jesus, kind of like, this is how you pray. These are some of the things Jesus said that you need to pray about. The Lord's Prayer, as it, we just read it, as it is written, as Jesus said it, was not meant, probably, to stand on its own. What we mean is that... Uh, it's not meant to memorize the prayer or recite the prayer or read the prayer and say, okay, I've prayed, even though you have. It's not meant to stand on its own alone. And I agree with that. I agree with that. It's a sample prayer teaching us things to pray for. So in other words, it was not meant to take the Lord's Prayer, to recite the Lord's Prayer once a day and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done praying. I've, I've done my praying for, for the day. Almost, and I'm afraid some Christians fall into this. I don't want you to be this way. But almost like, well, I've, pre I've checked off the prayer checklist. Okay, that's, I've done that, so I don't have to pray the rest of the day. It's obviously a very short prayer. So... I, I agree with that. It was not meant to, to memorize, recite the prayer only. But, having said that, when I read it through, I think to myself, that's a great prayer to, mem to, to memorize, to recite, to get in my head. It's a great prayer to pray to start the day with. It's a great prayer to end the day with. It's a great prayer to pray with all the other prayers that I have. I, I, I get it that it's not meant to be the only prayer. It's not meant to stand on its own. But it's a great prayer. I, when I think about it, trying to memorize it, etc., I get it confused with the 23rd Psalm. And I go back and forth. Now, the 23rd Psalm is not meant you know, to be the only thing you ever think about, but it's a great thing to think about. And uh, so... Uh, I, I think a scenario that would be really great is if you woke up, first thing you did in the day is recite that, that prayer. Now, that's just kind of like getting your prayer life started. Okay, that's not the only prayer you're going to pray. Or if you came to the end, end of the day and you recited or mem memorized, recited the prayer at the end of the day, it would be a great way to, to end the day. I encourage you to memorize the prayer. I encourage you to say the prayer. I encourage you to, to recite the prayer. It's one of those uh, statements, scripture, prayer, that you can use all day long. You can use at school. You can use it, you can use it at work. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that I'm not uh, kind of um, hesitant to say this because I don't want you to think this is the way you should do it. But I, am, I do take pieces of scripture, a verse, a part of a chapter, and I'll recite it over and, and, uh, and over to myself, often in times that I need to uh, quiet my spirit, so to speak. And I'll, I'll recite the scripture. So I might take the Lord's Prayer or I might take the 23rd Psalm and recite it over and over again. And just in doing that, it takes uh, I, what I'm doing. I'm replacing the other stuff that gets in my head. I'm replacing it with Scripture. So, so, I don't want the Lord's Prayer to stand on its own. I want you to pray a whole lot more than that. But it is a great way 
to pray. It's a great way to start your day, to end your day, and throughout the day. Now, what we're going to do is uh, read the Lord's Prayer again this time, and it's almost verse by verse. Jesus will change the thought. Not until we get to the last verse in verse 13 does he have two thoughts in the same verse. So now what we're going to do is go back through, going to teach a little bit, verse, verse by verse. What I determined, though, and I've taught on the Lord's Prayer, I don't know how, how many times, and I've determined, though, I'm not going to make this a, a deep, dark, word-by-word study of, of the Lord's Prayer. I don't think Jesus gave it to us in that way. I don't think it was, here's a prayer, I really want you to study it. Okay, I, I really don't feel that's the sense of it. There, is a, there are a lot of things to, to teach from it, but I want it to remain a prayer. Let me say this. I've been wanting to say this for weeks. I'm going to say this now. I'm not ashamed of it. This, the direction I would like for our worship to go, the direction I would like for our church to go, I want every time we meet, and it comes from a phrase that Jesus said to his disciples, my father's house shall be a house of prayer, right? My father's house shall be a house of prayer. Every time we meet, I want it to be one long prayer service. In the midst of that, we're going to sing some. In the midst of that, we're going to teach some. But I want it to be a, a prayer service all the way through. I want our Sunday school, our Wednesday night, every time we meet, I want it to be one long prayer service. And in the meantime, somebody will probably teach. In the meantime, somebody will, will sing, etc., etc. I want you to know that when you come in to the doors of our church, that you come here, we come here to pray to worship, to pray. We're going to sing. We're going to teach. You can come to the altar and pray anytime you want to. You can stay in your seat and pray anytime you want to. The service should be one long prayer service from beginning to end. Okay? And in the meantime, we're going to teach some. So I'm going to go through this. I'm not going to make it exhaustive. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. But we're going to take it verse by verse, uh, which is topic by top topic. I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to come back and read it again and in the meantime because I'll just tell you now what we're shooting for is I want you to think of as we go through the Lord's Prayer I talk about it explain it a little bit what is going on with you what's going on with you today because what's going on with you today is different than last week and what's going on with you today is different probably from what next week will be What's going on with you today? Which part of the Lord's Prayer speaks to you the most today? Right now, right where you're at, in your seat. Which part of the Lord's Prayer speaks the most to you right now? Last week it was probably something else. Next week will probably be something else. What is the Lord? How can the Lord... The Holy Spirit use the Lord's Prayer for you right now where you're at, okay? So I want you to be thinking about that. Uh, I want you to pick one out, okay? This, this is, speaks mostly to me where I'm at right now. Okay, here we go again. We're going to start just where we did, verse 9. In this manner, like this, Jesus said, I want you to pray. Like this. Here's, some, here's a guideline. Here's some thoughts to help you pray. The first one is verse 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What is that? That's praise. It's just that's as simple as that. What is that, praise? Now, that may be where, where you're at, okay? But that's starting the prayer with praise. Well, I don't feel like it. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm struggling to find things to, pray, to praise about. That doesn't matter. It's not, do you feel like it? Are you up to it? <laughs> it's a, uh, Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, re rejoice. Have joy in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. That's not a suggestion, is it? It's a commandment. Rejoice in the Lord. Paul said, I'm telling you, rejoice in the Lord. In case you didn't get it, rejoice in the Lord. Okay, 
So we start the prayer with praise. That's a great place to start. Are you saying we should start every prayer with praise? You probably should. Yes. Yes, you probably should. And it gets your mind off of you and gets your mind on him. Okay, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we start the prayer with praise. I encourage you to do that, whether you feel like it or not. And it's amazing when we begin to praise how all of a sudden sometimes we begin to feel like it, okay? As we begin to do it, we begin to, to feel it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Next one, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom, not mine. Your will, not mine. Many Sundays, if I had a pastor doing this to me, speaking this to me, this would be the one. It's not necessarily to today. But Sundays in the past, and I'm sure Sundays in the future, when I come to church, this would be the one that I'm struggling with. It's the struggle, the Christian struggle. Uh, we talked about a little bit about this in, in Sunday school class. The odd, the odd thing, I don't know another word to say it. Folks who are not in Christ, folks who don't care what God thinks, have it so much easier in a way because they don't care what God thinks. They just go and do what they get want to do, do whatever they want to do. I don't get that. That's not, that's not my life. My life revolves around the will of God. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And there's the struggle with me at times, some weeks, some days. God, this is what I want to do. What do you want me to do? How do I know what God wants me to do? This is a direction I want to go. Lord, is that what you want? And, and I suspect maybe it's not what you want, and I'm going to try to talk you into it, you know? I want, God, I want you, here's, here's what we do. God, I want you to want to do what I'm doing. God, I want you to want to do what I want to do. And you know, right, that's, that's backward. And it's, so it's adjusting and reorganizing and flip-flopping our life sometimes to where our life comes in obedience to the will of God. That's not easy. And the people who tell you it's easy, the reason they say it's easy because they're not doing it, okay? If you, if you find obeying the will of God easy, that means you really haven't come up against that hard thing yet where the Lord asks you to do something that you don't want to do and then tells you to stop doing stuff that you really love to do. Bringing your will under the obedience to the will of God. Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Now some of you, this, this takes honesty right here. It's the honesty to say this morning, I'm struggling with that. Because, you know, hey, what I want to do and what I think, really think God wants me to do is, is, is a struggle this morning. And then to know what God wants me to do. So I, I, I'm not going to spend that much time, but that's the second thought. Coming and spending time in prayer about bringing your will in submission to the will of God. N uh, verse 11, next verse. Give us this day our daily bread. Simple. This is simple. Simple thought. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need to eat. Give us what we need. Lord, there's some things that I need. I mean the physical need. And I get it. I'm not going to get up here and preach to you. you. You know the difference between needs and wants, right? All right, I'm not, I don't need to harp at you about that. You, you know the difference between needs and wants. There are times, though, where the Lord does allow us to need, so we'll pray about it, okay? 
He, and we talked about this last week. He knows your need before you pray, but yet he still allows you to be in need sometimes. For a while, you say, well, I mean, is, is he just doing that so I'll pray? I don't know why he's all, always doing that, but, but sometimes the answer is, yeah, yes, I do. Sometimes I think that the Lord withholds from us so that we'll ask. Hey, if we've already got it, if he's already delivering it to you, if the truck's backing up to the door before you ask, then are you ever going to ask? No. But the scripture is plain over and over, talks to us, the Lord talks to us and tells us, ask, ask. So give us this day our daily bread, not worrying about tomorrow. And we'll get in the Sermon on the Mount. We'll cover that much more in the verses to come. So we're not worried about tomorrow. We're worried, worried. We're praying about today. So it's the humility of us to be able to come to the Lord and say, God, I need, I, I don't, I'm not too proud to tell you, I need this. If you need another car, tell him. If you need a whatever, tell him. This is what I need, okay? All right, so this morning, that may be where you are. This is what I need, okay? Verse 12, harder one. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgiveness. Hands down, one of the hardest, harder, hardest things in Christian disciplines is you for forgiving. Now, everybody wants God to forgive us. Let's read that again, and then we're going to go on and read 14 and 15, because it's the only thought in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus expounds on a little bit more. So verse 12, again, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And at the end of the prayer, he expounds on that thought a little bit more. For uh, Verse 14, for if you forgive men their trespass, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, what did Jesus mean when he said that? Let's read it. That verse right there. What did Jesus mean? There's got to be a hidden meaning there. I don't think so. You know what Jesus said? If you do not forgive people their trespasses, what's that mean? Their trespasses against you, their sins against you, what they've done to you, neither will your Father forgive you. You think Jesus means that? I do. I think Jesus is really serious about forgiveness. It is the foundation that our Christianity is based on. You want Jesus to forgive you. Everybody wants that. You must learn to forgive. You must learn to forgive. One of the hardest for me on this list is this one. One of the hardest, I think, that I've found, my, my opinion is, from people I deal with and talk to, one of the hardest things, hands down, that Christians have to deal with. Forgiving others for what they've said to us, what they've done to us. They don't even care that they've said it. They don't even care that they've done it. They're mean. They're cruel. All of that's true. And we must learn to forgive anyway. Okay. This happened a few weeks ago, um, and I learned a lot through the trying to counsel. I, I always learn trying to counsel someone else. To be honest, this is one of the disciplines in Christianity that's been hard for me to do, hard for me to teach. It's, this is one of those things that's hard for me to tell you step by step. Okay, if you do these ten things, you'll learn to, you'll learn to forgive. It's not that easy, is it? If it was that easy, you'd already be doing it. It's hard. When people have said things about you, done things, they don't even care. They're mean. They don't even care that they hurt you. And forgiving them, giving them anyway. So the question was to me, how do I know? Some, somebody asked me, how do I know when I've forgiven them? 
how do I know when I've done it? Because I'm struggling with the feeling of forgiveness. I can't, I, I'm having, they said to me, I'm, I'm having a hard time forgetting that they did it. And I'm having a hard time just saying, oh, well, that's, that's okay, it's past, you know, I'm done with it. Some things are easy like that. And some things are very hard like, like that. Some things are easy to forget. And some things seemed almost impossible to forget what some people have, have done. Well, that's not an easy answered question to answer, is, is it? How do I know? It brought back to my mind a long time ago, a man, I was talking to a man about salvation, about praying. And I said this, I've said this a hundred times. I said, now, it's not the words of your mouth, it's, the, it's your heart, and that's, that's true. When you're asking Jesus to, to forgive you, it's not the words of your mouth, it's the condition of your heart. And, and I must have used the word sincerity. It's the sincerity of your heart. Well, the next week, whatever, he came back and he asked me, well, he said, I'm struggling with, was I sincere enough? Was I sincere enough? And I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying to doubt myself because I'm not sure I was sincere enough. How, how do you answer that? How do you, where's the sincerity scale, you know? I don't know. Because all you can ever be is as sincere as you are at that time. That's all you can do. Have you ever woke up not sincere? You know, have you ever, am, 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 am I the only guy in the room who wakes up sometimes and just couldn't care less, you know? And, and then, then some days I wake up, man, I'm just ready. I, I want to save everybody. And sometimes I wake up, I couldn't care if everybody's lost, you know? It's just some of those days are like that. We had a Sunday a few weeks ago, and there, I didn't, there's no way I would have told you this at the time. But I came to church. I felt as unspiritual, uh, I think, as I felt in a long time. And I don't, you know, I, you just have to figure out for yourself what, what that means. I, I came to church just as unspiritual as I've felt in a long time. And nothing I did made me feel more spiritual. I mean, I went through all the tricks. I could have recited the Lord's Prayer, you know, do what I, I, I went through the songs. And nothing was helping. I just felt so unspiritual. Went through the service and I preached. And we haven't had a service like that in a while as far as the response goes. And so I'm standing up here or down there, where, wherever I'm at, looking at the response. You know what I thought? This had nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. Because it was one of those days that I just felt so inspired. And quit looking at me like that because you've had days like that too. You just, you just, I mean, you just don't feel good. You just don't feel good. What I call it, you're out of sorts. All right? You're out of sorts. And all the sorting in the world just doesn't help. There's just going to be, mama told you there's going to be days like that, right? She was right. What, how sincere do you have to be what you are at that time? What does forgiveness feel like? It's what you, where you're at at that time. What I told the person, and it, it helped me. Forgiveness on those really tough ones, forgiveness is a work in progress. You're looking for the end of it instead of... Now, you can look for the end of it on the easy ones. But when they've really hurt you, when they've really taken from you, when they've really messed with you, I mean, seriously, those are tougher. Uh, tough isn't even the good word for it. It feels impossible. And so it's, it's impossible to forget. It, it, it is. I mean, I, I can't pretend that I forgot how bad some people have hurt me. That's, that's ridiculous. I'm a human. I remember it. And I must forgive. Well, how do I know? Are you working on it? Are you working on it? Are you and the Lord working on it? Then you are forgiving. 
You're working on it. You're working on it. You're trying. The Lord's working with you. You're praying about it. You're having good days. You're having bad days, but you haven't given up, and you're trying. And the fact that somebody would even come and ask me means what? They're working on it. It means they're concerned about it. I said, all I know to tell you, keep it up. Keep it up. Keep praying. Keep searching on those really tough ones. You are forgiving. Now, you may not have come to the end of it yet. Some of these things may take the rest of our life because some of these things are really tough. But you, are, you haven't given up on it, and that's what I don't want you to do. When it comes to the issue of, for, of forgiveness, the last thing you need to do is stop. The last thing you need to do is quit. The last thing you need to do is stop trying. Just keep praying. Isn't that why it's in the prayer? Keep praying every day. Lord, you remind me, I've got to forgive. I've got to do this. I'm going to do this. I've got to do this. And this one is, e is not easy. This one is not easy, Lord, and you see that. When you see Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating like great drops of blood, Father, is there any way you could take this cup from me? That's not easy. That's not easy. Some of the stuff that we're going to deal with spiritually is really, really tough. Keep working on it. Keep praying. It's part, that's why it's part of the prayer. Okay, back to uh, 13 to finish the prayer out. Two thoughts in one verse. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. About the, if you had asked me often in the past two years, that's been, that one right there, has been the most important part of the prayer to me. Just the spiritual warfare. Leave me not, help me, God, help me with this temptation. Deliver me from the evil one because I can't do it on my own. I cannot fight Satan on my own. I don't know where he's at. I don't know what to say to him. I cannot fight Satan on my own. God, I need your help. Help me with this temptation that's come my way. Help me with it, Lord. Help me with the evil one. I cannot do it on my own. Then the last, it's in the same verse, but the last part of the verse. So he ends with praise. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We're going to read the, the Lord's Prayer one more time as we get ready to pray. What part of the prayer do you need the most today, right now? Not last Sunday, this week. What part of the prayer do you need the most right now? Pick out that part of the prayer. Maybe you say, well, I've got two or three things. That's, that's fine too. Pick out that part of the prayer for right now. This is what I need to, this is what I need to work on. And this is what I need the Lord to work on me. Before we read it, I want, to, I want you to never lose your deep-seated knowledge of your need. I do not want you to ever lose your deep-seated knowledge of your need, how incredibly needy you really are. Now, if you don't see yourself as needing to pray, if you don't see yourself as needing the Lord in every situation, you have greatly overestimated yourself. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Never lose the deep-seated understanding of your need. If you don't see your need to pray, you've greatly overestimated yourself. You are in desperate need to pray, okay? And I hope that the Holy Spirit will open your heart and your eyes to that. Let's read it one more time, back up to verse 9. What part of the prayer is your part today, right now? And it may be praise. Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And praise again, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. I'd like for our musicians to come up and we'll pray. God, as we uh, enter into a special time, open up my heart and help me see me for who I really am. Expose my need. Destroy my pride. It's that pride in me that convinces me that I don't really need that. That's not really that big of a deal I can get by without it it's that pride in me that convinces me that I'm more than what I am which is really nothing I can do nothing Lord without you nothing and I need to pray uh, it is like my food it is like my water it is like the air that I breathe I cannot make it without you. And Lord, I confess that to you. I confess to you that I need you in everything, everywhere I go, every thought, everything. I need you. Which part of the prayer, Lord, is for me to, today, right now? Which part of the prayer do I need to talk to you about right here, right now? This is our prayer time. I'm going to ask the congregation to stand, and uh, this is what we do. This is what we do. We pray, and we pray for each other. We can come and pray for ourselves, and if people come and pray, I'd like for you to, to step out of your seat and help them in, in uh, prayer. We pray for each other. We love each other. We pray each other through it. We support each other. We pray for each other. If you need prayer, if you want to pray, you may want to just do a prayer of praise. Lord, I just thank you so much. Or there's some part of the prayer that really stands out to you, and you need to spend some time at an altar this morning praying about that. While the band uh, plays and sings, uh, this is our prayer time. If you want to come and pray, we invite you to come.